welcome to another episode of Be The Vibe Radio with your hostess, Crystal's son. And uh, I kind of low-key feel like I need to come with a new introduction because we're about, what, 20 episodes in? And that's what I say in every introduction. So maybe by episode 21, I'll have something more creative <laughs> to to bring in the episodes with. But um, yes, I feel like it's time for me to do another unpopular opinion. Uh, I feel like it's about time for me to talk some shit. It's been a while since I've talked some shit, so this is where I do that. So this is what we're doing tonight is Unpopular Opinion. And this episode is titled Unpopular Opinion, Moldavite is Trash. So I am spinning this episode talking shit about Moldavite because, as you all know, I am a um, expert or, uh, you know, crystals and crystal medicine is my expertise. It's my field. And I get a lot of people who come to me, especially because I sell crystals on my website. And people will come to me and they'll ask me, hey, do you have Moldavite? I want to use Moldavite, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I have to talk about this because I need people to understand that Moldavite is trash. Like, I don't even know how else to put it. Like, all of these hot, like, okay, so let me back up. A lot of people claim that Moldavite is for high vibration work. So anything that has to do with your crown chakra, your third eye, um, you know, activating those chakras or getting into any like high vibrational work, people automatically say, hey, let's use Moldavite. Um, But a lot of people don't understand the science behind Moldavite and why it's trash. Like Moldavite is not as high high vibrational as people think it is. And I'm going to spend this episode talking about why, okay? So, you know, that's the first thing. I, you know, I just need people to understand, uh, you know, why Moldavite is really not the best choice for any work that you may be doing to activate your crown or, you know, get into any uh, um, high vibrational work. The other reason why is because Moldavite is weird. You know, like I, in all the years that I've been working with crystals and doing crystal medicine, I have never been able to successfully use Moldavite. Now, of course, you know, one could say that it's because, you know, maybe I'm not using it right or maybe because it's just my own lack of understanding about Moldavite. But I would think that I have a pretty good understanding of of the of the mineral and a pretty good understanding as to why I've never been able to successfully use it for um, you know, healing work. And it's because Moldavite is weird. You know, it's a weird green color. It's got this alien energy from it. It feels chaotic. Um, and it just has this odd type of frequency to it. Um, if you really study it and you use it on, on your own, uh, like on its own, so, you know, back to what I mentioned about Moldavite, um, a lot of people using it for high vibrational work. Uh, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but a lot of people use Moldavite in a way where they pair it with another stone, usually quartz. And there's a reason for that, which I'm actually going to talk more about later when I get into the science behind why Moldavite is trash. But, um, you know, the point is that Moldavite by itself is not effective. Moldavite paired with a quartz is effective. So let's get into the science behind why Moldavite just ain't it, okay? So first question is, what is Moldavite? And Moldavite is classified in the mineral world as a tektite. 
Tektites are mineral bodies of natural glass formed from, from terrestrial debris ejected during meteor meteorite impact. So basically what that means is that when a meteor hits the earth, whatever debris um, that forms from that meteor impact is what creates a tektite, okay? Um, now, to get into more depth, meteor hits the earth, the high temperature heats up the dirt, um, i.e. the sand particles that are in the dirt, um, and when it cools, it creates glass. It's the same process for um, black obsidian, uh, which is formed from when lava um, uh, hits uh, the dirt and heats it up. And then once it cools, you know, it creates the glass um, or other forms of natural glass because, you know, natural glass is formed by the heating of sand. So basically what I'm saying is that Moldavite is natural glass formed from the impact of a meteorite. <laughs> Moldavite is sand. So now the reason why I'm kind of like side-eyeing this is because anybody who's purchased Moldavite, you know that Moldavite is expensive as fuck, right? So, I mean, like I've seen people pay $80 to $100 for like a, a gram, a couple grams or small pieces of Moldavite. So what I'm telling you is that what you pay for when you purchase Moldavite, you're paying for natural glass. That is what you're buying. And nowadays, Moldavite is running between $75 to $130 per gram. So let me reiterate. You are paying $75 to $130 per gram for some motherfucking natural glass. I'm going to need you to sit on that for a minute. Like, for real. And this is another reason why I just like... I just be like shaking my head when people talk about Moldavite because I'm like, yo, y'all are playing all this money for some natural glass. Are you serious? But since y'all are just so determined to, to spin all your coins on some natural glass, I can at least give you a breakdown as to why it's so expensive. So the cost of Moldavite is due to the region where it's mined, the location um, you know, where, where you can find it. Um, it's occurrence or a rarity, I would say, and then the demand, obviously. So Moldavite is mainly from the Czech Republic or, or some surrounding parts of Central and Eastern Europe. You can only find it there. So for whatever reasons, that area is just was just prone to some, some meteorite impacts. Um, so the fact that you can only mine it in that area does contribute to its rarity, um, but also of the fact of how rare meteorite impacts are. I mean, it's not like we're having them anytime, you know, like a lot of these are formed from impacts that occurred, you know, thousands of years ago. So you've got um, that aspect of things. In addition to how long it takes from impact for Moldavite to even form, because what ends up happening is the meteorite hits the earth, creates the Moldavite, and then the Moldavite over, you know, years, hundreds of years, thousands of years, it goes through this erosion process um, by, um, uh, it, it, 
filters into water, like running water or bodies of water. And then, you know, anybody who studies earth, you know, uh, geology or earth science knows that, um, you know, the, the natural erosion that occurs from rocks and minerals shifting through water, it naturally tumbles the minerals, you know, the uh, rivers and running bodies of water are natural tumbling systems for um, rocks. So because of the years that it spends, you know, tumbling through the rivers, creating, you know, the smooth green texture um, and surface, that is all what contributes to Moldavite being so expensive because it's all it's a process that takes a very long time. Once it shifts through the running bodies of water, then the deposits will land in a certain area. Um, and then that's just, you know, where they are until they're discovered in their mine. It's the same way that um, people mine for gold in rivers. You know, the, the deposits will eventually settle where the water runs out or where it ends, the water source. So that's why Moldavite is so expensive. So recall earlier when I mentioned that Moldavite is not as high vibrational as people make it out to be. My justification behind that statement lies in in in, in the science, right? Because it's always what I go back to when it comes to crystals. And me explaining why I say that leads me to dive into the difference between what a mineral is and what a crystal is. So a crystal is defined as a solid material with an organized arrangement of atoms, period. Um, and then this gets into the laws of symmetry, um, which basically state that all crystals can be placed into one of seven categories. Um, and these category categories are known as systems. Um, so this is how you notice with certain crystals, like they may be in the shape of cubes or, um, you know, they may be like hexagonal. What you'll notice with those is that they have perfect symmetry and or and or they're perfect geometric shapes. That is what a crystal is. Now, when you get into a mineral, um, a mineral is basically the opposite. You know, it, it's a, it falls outside of the characteristics of a crystal, meaning that it's a naturally formed solid combination of one or more minerals, right? So just to give you some type of like a context, um, amber uh, petrified wood such as jet um, and black obsidian or glass would be considered um, a mineral, you know, or basically uh, items that don't have a organized atomic structure. Um, so uh, moldavite as a tectite falls within the category of a mineral. It lacks a crystal formation. It lacks symmetry it lacks uh, organized atomic structure and the biggest thing you'll notice with minerals is that they're amorphous meaning that they do not have a definite shape you know they do not have a clearly defined shape or form and you can definitely see this with moldavite like it that's always why it looks like uh you know like a hard sponge to me or i don't know how to explain it like it always looks like some blob like some green <laughs> blob because it doesn't have a, an organized shape like it doesn't have a defined shape or form you know and actually amber um has a lot of that same characteristic too you know amber um is even though amber is 
is much more beautiful to look at than Moldavite. Um, but it, it still looks like a pretty blob, you know, um, because they don't have it or uh, defined shape or form. So the reason why this is important is because of my experience with working with crystals, their vibration, this is the one consistent thing that I've seen uh, across the board in all the years I've been working with crystals. Their structure or their formation has a lot to do with their type of vibration that they emit. So, you know, I mentioned black obsidian as, you know, another form of natural glass. Um, With black obsidian, as much as a lot of people use it for different things, the cons- its main function as a protective stone is also the fact that it pulls things to the surface that would, you know, we hide. So using black obsidian could oftentimes be um, unpredictable. And it could also oftentimes create like issues in the house. That's why I don't really recommend that people just keep black obsidian around the house because it tends to like create arguments and, you know, just different things like it. It brings things shadows to the surface. Um, And so it's not really the best crystal to use if you're trying to um, be very intentional, like with your work like because you don't really know how it's going to turn out (laughs) you know um so that's one example of that um jet even though it's another um it's another uh protective stone or i mean protective mineral um you really can't do much with it other than use it for protection work uh, because it's technically petrified wood and even other forms of petrified wood. You, the most that you would get from them is being able to ground yourself, but that's it. And even then, sometimes those results are not, um, they're not consistent or they're not um, predictable. So, I, you know, all of those are minerals that I don't even really use. Um, just like with amber, a lot of people recommend amber for like babies that are teething and different things like that. But that's about all you can use amber for. You know, I, I haven't ever been able to really incorporate amber into any healing work um, in a way that is sustainable. Now, amber is good for magic. I mean, um, money workings. Um, so, you know, it will like it's good for bringing in like unexpected money and just different things like that. But even that's not predictable because you don't know where the money's going to come from. So those are just several examples of how you have these amorphous or these, um, you know, non-crystal minerals that are just not consistent with the results of their vibration. So as much as I've gone in about Moldavite being trash, what I will say is that the one thing that it is good at is amplifying energy. It will amplify the energy of whatever it's paired with. Hence, The reason why most often you see people pairing Moldavite with an actual crystal or some type of quartz. So what's really happening is that it's not the Moldavite that's doing the work. It's really the quartz that's doing the work and the Moldavite is supporting it. But Moldavite by itself is not going to have the same outcome. Okay, it's not going to provide that same that same um level of of uh frequency or high vibration and something else i don't know if anybody's ever used moldavite and noticed uh different side effects with the crown chakra such as headaches or dizziness or lack of groundedness most often i hear people describe using moldavite and having headaches 
you know, or lots of ringing in the ears, just different things like that. Like, that's just because, you know, Moldavite is not a, um, it's not the type of mineral that you can really use that you can, for one, you can't program it. It's not programmable. Um, it just, it's, it's just all, because all it does is amplify. It only has one one thing it can do and so there's nothing to program it with like <laughs> there's no way to pro- program it because it's got one function so it's not going to do anything but just amplify first of all um but two it's not a disciplined crystal i mean it's not a disciplined mineral so um you're not going to even really be able to direct the energy or the uh energy flow um there really isn't much you can tell it to do so because it amplifies if you're wearing it by itself, all it's doing is amplifying the energy that you're already in. If you add it with a, a, a quartz, then all it's going to do is amplify that quartz. And quartz crystals are already high vibrational. Um, so you don't really need to, to, to turn the dial up on a quartz, really. So this is the reason why I have a hard time, you know, really being around people who even wear Moldavite because there is just, it's just the energy and their auric field is just it's very chaotic it's just everywhere um so (sighs) yeah i mean that's the reason why multiply is trash (laughs) so with all of that being said you know because i don't want you guys to waste your money on moldavite and also because I'm pretty sure I busted up quite a few people's bubbles. And now you guys are thinking, well, shit, what am I supposed to use? I'm going to give you some crystals that you can use in place of Moldavite. If you're looking to do your crown chakra work or increase your vibration or raise your vibration. Um, one is really a great, this first one is a really great one. It is Phenakite, P-H-E-N-A-K-I-T-E. Phenakite really is one of the most high vibrational crystals you can use. Um, it it and it's so high vibrational that all you need is a little nugget, like a little small pebble piece is all you really need to 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 get phenakite to work for you the way that that you want it to work. That will definitely increase your vibration and get you connecting and commuting with celestial beings. Herkimer diamonds. I talk about Herkimer diamonds a lot. Those are my personal favorite. I use those myself with my healing work. If I'm doing Reiki, I use them for myself um, to help maintain my vibration and my frequency while I'm doing or facilitating Reiki work. Um, But Herkimer diamonds will definitely open that crown chakra wide open. Petalite, P-E-T-A-L-I-T-E. That's another one that is up there with phenakite. Um, that'll definitely get you you open and your your vibration together. And that's another one that you don't really need a lot of. You know, none of these you really need big pieces of. They do the work. You know, they 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 pack a punch. So a small piece will do the trick. And then the last one is my favorite, which is aquamarine. And I absolutely love. Love, love, love aquamarine just because it's so beautiful and it's the the energy is screams angels on high like, <laughs> you know, and it'll definitely get you commuting with celestial beings and opening that crown chakra and all of these crystals that are way more powerful and way more efficient than Moldavite are like half the cost of Moldavite. Like it, it's, it's, you're not going to clear your pockets out getting any of these crystals except maybe phenakite 
Phenakite is a little pricey, but it's still nothing on on expensive ass Moldavite. So that's it. That is all I got. Uh, this is probably was one of the shortest uh, episodes of any of the episodes episodes I've done in a while. It might be the shortest, but mainly because I just broke down the science. Like, I mean, you can't get no more clear and concise than 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 the science. And so after I break that down, there really isn't much else for me to say. Other than please put the Moldavite away. Um, but I'm also inviting some folks to prove, prove me wrong. Like if, if if anybody has found a way to really get Moldavite to work for them, hit me up. Like I definitely don't mind being proven wrong. Um, you know, I definitely would love to be able to find if, if people are able to successfully incorporate Moldavite. Yo, like email me. DM me something and let me know. Um, but until then, I will maintain the position that Moldavite is trash, that nobody really needs to use it, that it's not worth the money, and that if you want to get some glass, buy some natural glass some other way. But Moldavite is just not it. All right? So that's all I got for my shit talking for this evening. Definitely thank you for... Um, you know, indulging me in this episode of Unpopular Opinion. And um, if you want more information about the crystals, definitely cut my crystal book. A lot of the information that I when it went over tonight, I actually cover more in depth in my crystal book, The Complete Guide to Crystal Medicine. The link for that book is in um, the description of this episode. You know, for those of you who are have access to listening to this podcast on the computer, the link will be in the description to, to purchase my book and check out more information about crystals. All right. So again, thank you all for listening. And until next time, um, I drop another unpopular opinion. Peace and blessings.